Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 258. Hey, my riches. Happy Monday. I'm Hayut, and I'm thrilled to be here with you today. My guest today is Robbie Samuels. And his best advice is don't create solutions in a vacuum. Invite input from your most likely prospects. Robbie Samuels is an author, speaker, and business growth strategy coach recognized as a networking expert by Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Lifehacker, and Inc. He is also a virtual event design consultant and executive Zoom producer recognized as an industry expert in the field of digital event design by JDC Events. Robbie is the author of Croissants vs. Bagels, Strategic, Effective, and Inclusive Networking at Conferences, and Small List, Big Results, Launch a Successful Offer No Matter the Size of Your Email List. He is a Harvard Business Review contributor. Robbie is the host of the On the Schmooze podcast and no more bad Zoom virtual happy hour. Let's listen to his story. Robbie Samuels, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi there. Glad to be here. I'm so happy that you are here. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? Well, so much has changed for me because prior to the pandemic, I was best known as a networking expert, teaching people how to network at conferences and at events. And I'm stressing the word at because as of March 20th, the decade of experience I had was really um, not what people needed in March 2020. So I had to figure out a new way to show up and add value. And the short answer is that led to me launching a really new, uh, several new revenue streams, becoming a virtual event design consultant and executive student producer, built a thriving six-figure company in 2020 and going into 2021. And in 2021, I released my second book that is all about really how I did that. Because I'm also a business growth strategy coach, and I treated myself like a client in order to navigate that difficult time. And what are you focusing on today? I have multiple tracks in my business. So the business growth strategy, I do one-on-one coaching, um, you know, group programs, all about helping people build an audience before they try to launch an offer. And I also work with my virtual event clients on bringing their events online with less stress and greater participant engagement. And what had been somewhat dormant, but is just starting to come back, is working with organizations around their in-person events to help them become more engaging and to really support their participants uh, through what, for many, is their first experience at an in-person event in two-plus years. And, Robbie, tell me a bit about your career. How did you start? 
Well, I always loved events. And the through line of my work is relationships, community building, inclusion, belonging. Um, These are the things that I care about. And I was uh, working in nonprofit for my career. I spent 15 years organizing fundraising events and doing major gift work. But I, on the side, started speaking and showing people how to network. And I was working with boards of directors and foundations. And I did that for both of those things for about five years and eventually realized that there was a possible career in uh, doing this full time. And in 2015, I left my comfortable and safe <laughs> career to um, to really see if this thing I'd been doing for five years was really going to turn into something. And I that's when I decided to launch a podcast. Yeah. Uh, the podcast came out a year later. I launched my first book, which now today has 191 reviews on wow. Amazon. And then my uh, group coaching program was initially launched, and I then got a chance to do a TEDx. That was all sort of every year I had different opportunities. So I was well on my way to being an overnight success 10 years in the making when sort of everything got upended in March 2020. But since I always had this belief that events are about content and connection, the reason we get on planes isn't just for content, it's to meet people and to connect with people. I knew we had to find a new way to do that online once virtual events became synonymous with events. So in this really interesting turn of events, it turns out I had the skill sets to do that, both uh, the online facilitation skills, the technical skills, and the interest and passion to learn. So it was a lot of um, a lot of continuous improvement hmm. <laughs> early on. And uh, that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. That's great. You are an entrepreneur yourself, and I would like to ask you what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that's listening to us right now, mainly regarding the customer focus and customer's approach, but it can be regarding any other topic as well. Well, as I mentioned earlier, my second book is called Small List, Big Results, Launch a Successful Offer No Matter the Size of Your Email List. And that subtitle belies the fact that a lot of times as entrepreneurs, as experts, we get really excited about some kind of solution, some kind of offer. I've done this, you know, this is very common. And we go and we create some kind of program, offer, online course, app, whatever the modality is, and we rush out to market to tell people about it. And the marketplace basically responds with, who are you? Uh, what is this? Nope, I don't, I don't need this. And we're just like shocked. And I think that the better approach would be to not create solutions in a vacuum, but to invite in input from your most likely prospects. And my book outlines how do you discover these likely prospects and likely referral partners from within your existing network. These are people who already know, like, and trust you, and they will give you honest feedback and you'll learn from them what the problem is from their perspective, because often as experts, as entrepreneurs, the the offer that we are trying to sell, the solution is disproportionate mm-hmm. to what people think they need. So we're, we're selling them like surgery and they think they need a Band-Aid. Like it just doesn't fit. And that's because from their perspective, they're looking for sort of answers and solutions to, to what I call little P problems because they're just not aware of the bigger picture like we are. And so we really have to educate them through conversation and through messaging so they become aware of the bigger problem so that they become open to bigger solutions. So they then see us as the guide 
who can guide them through those solutions, the implementation process. And ultimately, it comes down to urgency. You know, what is the cost of inaction? Because before, they didn't actually know the bigger problem, so they weren't not taking an action. Uh But once you are aware of the bigger problem and the solution and the guide, now you have to decide, like, if you don't take action, is that okay or is there a cost to that? So at some point, it becomes too urgent and they'll come, they'll Hmm. find you. You've got successes. You already talked a bit about that and we'll ask about it in a minute. But I would like to ask you to tell us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers, the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most. Well, I write about this actually in my in Smallest Big Results because my first book came out and, um, you know, I, I did a big push. I had a great launch. I knew the content was what people wanted. Um, I had great stories, but I didn't have an offer. So I mentioned this in my latest book that when I my first book came out, I didn't have a very clear plan for what kind of offer would come from it. But I had a pilot in mind and I did run a successful pilot and got great feedback. And when I went to sell the next iteration and I created a landing page and I took video testimonials and written testimonials from the few people who'd gone through the initial pilot, I had 250 people view the landing page, but not contact me to learn more about the program. So the problem wasn't, you know, my ability to get the word out, (laughs) but in that same span of time, several people reached out to me asking for other types of services and other types of support. And that was when I really started to understand that the packaging wasn't matching. Like people were seeing me as a resource, but they didn't see the program as as a solution. And that was my first inclination that I needed to really shift things. And it was the first time I realized that my ideal clients were these inspiring entrepreneurial women in their 50s and beyond. Hmm. Because prior to that moment, it was not something I was really consciously aware of. And so I shifted the marketing, made it more clear that that was who I was trying to have a conversation with. And I very easily then finally (laughs) filled the program. Hmm. Now I would like to ask you to tell us the story of your biggest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? So in March 2020, when the world uh, hit this um, mm. big shift, yeah. um, I had been solely focused on in-person. So I really didn't have a, a, a way to show up and add value. But I, I had a skill of bringing people together and I had a desire to do so. So the first thing I did was I wrote nine ways to network in a pandemic and I shared it on March 12th. And it got a pretty good response. And that evening, which was a Thursday, I decided I would do one of those things. And on the list, it said to host a virtual happy hour. So I shared with a few people I knew that I might do this the next day. I got a positive response. So that March 13th, 2020, was the first day I hosted a virtual happy hour, Hmm. which, by the way, I'm still hosting 22 months later. We're now actually a month away from uh, from two years, so 23 months later. So I never charged that event, but hosting that event led to lots of people reaching out to me, asking to pick my brain, to have a coffee chat, to help them with their event, to do a training for their team. So within just a few weeks, my calendar was filling up with these social calls. And the extrovert part of me 
what would have been actually kind of happy to just fill my calendar with social calls <laughs> considering everything was canceled. But I turned those calls into research calls. And by mid-April, I was able to announce the pilot of a four-week training program for how to use Zoom effectively, online facilitation, virtual event design. And 15 people within a few days signed up for this $500 four-week training. And after this first session, I announced the second month was happening. And by the third month, all three months in a row, I was able to turn it into a certification program. And I ran it four months in a row. And it wasn't even on my website until the third month. Like there was no mention of it. So it was all about leaning into the people who were already coming to me, who were frantically trying to find a way to retool and me saying, you know what? I've heard you. I could put something together. And I didn't get in my own way. I didn't try to be perfect about it. I didn't build out a system. I didn't record things. I ran it live and it's still something I'm offering, the 5% Advantage program, which is all about getting um, 5% better every time we host or, or speak online. Fantastic. Robbie, can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales? However, I don't look for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. So I actually just got a compliment on one of the tools um, I was using just today. Uh, it's called Loom, and it records short videos. It is a Chrome plugin. It integrates with Gmail. And when I remember to, I often use it uh, as a follow-up message. If someone reaches out to me, it does an inquiry about working together, I'll send a message. If I'm trying to help a client um, through a problem, I can share my screen and do a short video um, capture like the steps. Um, I can give feedback to uh, the editing that I'm doing on a piece with them, but give some verbal feedback with it. I've used it to do outreach to prospects who I think are very interested in my programs. And I want them to know that I am personally inviting them. So I will say their name <laughs> at the beginning of each minute long uh, message. Um, so I have found a, a lot of different uses. It also is something that my team um, can have access to. So I can record video content that they then can use for social posts. Um, and I love that it, it doesn't actually require me to download to my computer and like upload it to a, a Google Drive or anything like that. Everything lives in the Loom cloud. And it just makes the integration uh, amongst team members really easy. Mm, thank you for that. I do agree. Loom is a great tool. And you know, there are many factors that uh, affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us win. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Well, early on, I was fortunate to get a chance to meet someone who's had a disproportionate impact on the, my business, and that's Dory Clark. Hmm. And uh, we, we knew each other in person uh, back when we both lived in the Boston area, and I was still employed. And she did an intervention dinner trying to get me with a bunch of our friends to leave my job and become the uh, full-time entrepreneur. Uh, and she's just sort of been in my corner and had my back as a mentor, as a coach, as a friend. 
And um, her books are great. Her course is great. Her community that she's attracted is amazing. Um, I've just found a home there and uh, really appreciate all of her support and guidance over the years. Wow. I think it's the first time that someone is talking about somebody else and not about some factor that has to do with themselves. So it's beautiful. Thank you. And my last question is my mountain question. As my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. You know, step after step after step, and then when you reach the peak, usually you're looking to climb a higher peak. Sometimes you need to go down in order to climb the peak or to reach the peak. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? I actually have a funny story about a mountain. Uh, this is in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. It was the highest point in that area on a very hot summer day. I am not the most athletically inclined, and particularly uh, this is nearly 20 years ago, was not then. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my my friend and her dad like ran off ahead of me, and I, I, I like just sweated my way up after them. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was a memorable day, I will say, um, given uh, the full experience of it, of being outside on this beautiful day, you know, 100 degrees in the shade <laughs> kind of day. Um, very out of character for me back then in particular. Um, but yeah, I also think about, for me in, in business, one mountain in business that I think I'm still really working on is how to carve out time that's not work because I love what I do. And so my word of the year for this year is hobby because I want to find hobbies that I can be passionate about because that will make it easier to shift my attention from my work uh, to things outside of work. Hmm. Beautiful. Robbie, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Well, I've mentioned the uh, most recent book, Smallest Big Results a few times because I actually have a gift for your audience. Um, that book has a lot of really specific um, strategies in it for how to build the audience before you create your offer. And I've created a free bonus uh, toolkit called the Big Results Toolkit, which has resources that will help you implement those strategies, including a 30-minute training video, the Wake Up Your Network workbook, and several other um, op- options. Uh, it's available at robbysamuels.com forward slash reach and you can learn about me and all the multifacets of what I do in business at robbysamuels.com That's great and we will have these links in the show notes of this interview Robbie, I would like to thank you so much for this conversation I enjoyed it very much Thank you Thank you very much It has been a pleasure and take care Cheers Bye-bye Bye-bye And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.